Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today, Brady, we have a very special guest with us here from Minute 98. We're going to welcome back Mr. Christopher Stewart from Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross Trip. Christopher, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Awesome. We're doing great. We we had a little bit of a scare there for a second. We we didn't hear you, and we were like, "Oh my gosh, our recording yeah, equipment has, uh, has." Yeah. <laughs> oh, for the folks out there that are joining, this is I think what our third or fourth oh, attempt. Oh God, something like that. To get this going, you At know, least. I hear people say that on podcasts all the time, and when you actually start recording them, you see how much of a miracle sometimes that the show even happens yeah. in the first place. So, uh, how are you doing this evening, Christopher? I'm doing good. Well, since we talked to you, Christopher, I think you came on uh, probably in our first, like, what, 20 episodes I did a couple with us? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was early on. Um, and then uh, since you guys were doing it daily, boy, you guys just marched on for... It's yeah. been a marathon. Yeah, yeah. It, it really has. It has. <laughs> we really tried to, we really didn't want to miss a day. Uh, so we really kind of tried to hold ourselves to, as far as scheduling, get the shows out uh, as often as we could. And we were surprised, as I, I think you're alluding to here, that all of a sudden everything's over one day. <laughs> you, know, you come in yeah. and it's like, uh, there's nothing else to do. The, the show's pretty much over at, at, at this point. But, uh, uh, but I love... You know, yeah, at the, the start podcast, it felt guess, like it should go on forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really strange to know just like a... I don't know, like, like a, a finite hours. number. Yeah, a finite yeah. number. And granted, you know, we've got Jurassic Park minute up and running now and some other stuff coming down the line. But it's strange, man, to know that there is an end to it. And these things normally last about, I guess, like six months or something. But yeah. uh, Well, I have a question yeah. for you, Christopher. Like, you, you, sure. you guys have been doing your podcast for a while now, and it's been only probably the past couple of years that there's been new Ghostbusters news to kind of talk about and mull over. Do you guys, what, 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 do you, what is your plan at the interim uh, areas, like between the 2016 movie coming out in the animated series what how do you guys keep everything the, the fan the conversation going in, in that time um probably similar to how we started it we started last year and we knew the new movie was coming and that's why troy contacted me and said we should we should do a podcast and i said great and he said weekly and i said you're crazy but um <laughs> uh strangely enough once we got going there was enough to old stuff to go back and talk about there were enough people to reach out to an interview yeah um, and then slowly but surely things built up towards the new movie and the new movie kind of did what it was supposed to, which kicked off a whole bunch of new stuff. So right. yeah. I mean, we could, we could devote 15 minutes every week, just talking about new, uh, theme park attractions opening up around the world. New merch trickles out all the time now. Um, have you heard anything about the animated yeah. series? Any, any information coming out about that? Other than I think it's being produced here in uh, my backyard in Vancouver. Uh, really? I haven't heard a lot. That oh, and wow. it's set in the future, huh, which huh. Uh, is kind of public public knowledge out there, I think. So are they looking at it kind of a um, Ghostbusters Extreme type situation? Yes, a little bit. Um, the thing that we kind of, we, we pondered this on our podcast a little bit too, because there's nothing else to do. We don't know much about it, so we just... Let's, uh, you know, let's talk about nothing for, we turned into CNN, geek yeah. CNN. Let's just talk about nothing for a half an hour. We don't know a heck of a lot except that it's in the future. And our suspicion is, is that is to steer clear of all manner of different issues. So if you, right, the closer yeah. you set it to the present era, it becomes a old movie uh, based on the cartoons, based on the new movie. What about likenesses? Who does the voices? Uh, Extreme Ghostbusters kind of did that by saying, let's just keep Egon and put new people in there. Uh, yeah, yeah, since right. it's a new show, we'll do a new theme song that moves us away from the, you know, the Huey Lewis uh, 
a lawsuit issue, uh, all those sorts of things. It's, yeah. Plus it gives them kind of free reign. I mean, if they go far enough, it, they're pulling a Marvel. If, they, if you go into the future, you can tell whatever story you want, right? The Hulk's a, yeah. a tyrant that's taken over the world and Spider-Man lives in a techno future. And it's just, it's whatever you want to be. And, and you don't have to worry yeah. about what came before. You can, you can lift little pieces here and there from what we know so far in the quote unquote uh, present uh, movies and all that. And you just do what you want. So we're looking forward to Ghostbusters 2099 coming out yeah. <laughs> in the very near future. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it would be awesome. Future Ghosts, <laughs> that, that would be awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'd really like to watch that. But uh, well, we're going to look forward to that. And uh, for all of our listeners out there that uh, maybe don't remember, where, where can they find your podcast and find more information about you on the Internet? Uh, you can either, uh, the easiest is social media. So if you go searching for the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross-rip on uh, Facebook or just the cross-rip on Twitter, you'll run into the the accounts there and they'll they'll kick you over to, uh, uh, you know, Spreaker and iTunes and even just direct uh, streaming off of uh, Troy's site, uh, which is Ghostbusters HQ, GB. GhostbustersHQ.net, I think. Sorry, if I got it okay. wrong, Troy. Um, yeah, but social media is, pretty, is the easiest. To, and you can go find us too, like uh, GhostbustersHQ on Twitter uh, or Proton Charging on Twitter. And just from there, run down that rabbit hole and you'll run into the podcast pretty quick. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get into the uh, show proper. So uh, if you guys are ready, I'll go ahead and recap the minute. In the previous minute, we saw both Lewis Tully and Dana Barrett rescued from the charred remains of Vince Clortho and Zool. Venkman walked Dana Barrett off while Egon and Ray walked Lewis Tully to safety. Winston stood in the arcway of the interdimensional cross-rib door as the rest of the Ghostbusters made their way out of the building. At minute number 98, Winston stands alone atop the destroyed altar of Gozer, raises his arms in the air, and screams, I love this town! At 98.07, Ray Parker's Ghostbusters theme starts up as we see the Ghostbusters greet the crowd of fans that have gathered on the street below. At 98.17, Peter Venkman gives Dana Barrett a kiss. For some reason, Dana has marshmallow cream in her hair. At 98.39, Ray Stan lights up a cigarette. At 98.51, Janine runs on screen and gives Egon a hug. At 98.54, Louis Tully walks out of 55 Central West wearing a blank. Really what we're getting here is the introduction or the, of the credit sequence and kind of a victory lap almost. You know, you, you don't see... Well, actually, modern credit sequences are a little bit different. All the Marvel movies, oh, yeah, have like yeah, a piece yeah, of artwork, the yeah. camera spins around it and stuff. Well, this was kind of like a precursor to that. <laughs> yeah, this is this is just kind of a cute little sequence. You know, the next minute's the same thing, and then of course it ends with Slimer flying off the screen with the actual credits roll, and then the audience can get up to leave. The one thing that this sequence is missing is little uh, descriptions underneath every character to say what they went on to do, a la Animal House or something like that. Yeah, so <laughs> in this minute, it's just kind of cute, but uh, not really a whole lot going on movie-wise. Uh, Chris, do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, I'm disappointed in both of you. There's lots going on. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us. Tell us. Tell us, please. <laughs> uh, have you guys heard of the Internet Firearms Database? Uh, no. No? What's is that, that like a, a, a guide to guns in movies? Basically. Uh, so, imfdb.org. And it's a, the site just basically goes through movies, all movies, looking for guns, identifies them, and then catalogs them. And... Uh, it surprised me when I discovered that Ghostbusters was one of those Google things where I was like, well, you know, I don't know, give me something random Ghostbusters I haven't seen before. And they were like, there are three military weapons in Ghostbusters. I'm like, what? Really? Uh, where? And then I'm like, oh, of course, the soldiers at the end. Um, they And it's okay. particularly in this minute, they're marching around with uh, uh, M16s, and a replica M16 and an M60, because when you want to hold back New Yorkers, 
Uh, where do you suppose they're taking Lewis? <laughs> I don't, good question. Um, <laughs> I think it's just poor hapless Lewis. Uh, he's not going anywhere yeah. in particular. He's just not going with the heroes, you know. So yeah, he gets yeah. right off with them. He gets off in the ambulance. He'll spend the night in an ER. He'll be checked out. They'll give him a bill for two grand, and you know that that's his. That's him in a nutshell. Um, yeah, he's uh, uh, poor Lewis. He's just a constant comedic foil coming out. He's acting like the hero of the day, waving at the crowd yeah. and everything. But it's you know, uh, more, uh, uh, Rick Moranis is just great improv there. I wonder <laughs> if Egon point. ever got a sample of his brain tissue. Well, <laughs> that ever happened? I mean don't know that he could have done that and then lewis would still be able to walk around true, I don't true, know. Ma- true, ma- true. maybe maybe he did remove a little bit little yeah. lobotomy and then because of that that's where lewis daydreams and we get the honey i shrunk the kids movies that's all <laughs> exactly. and lewis told his head chris time, so. uh correct me if i'm wrong here but the t-shirts that people are holding up here uh in the end credits that have the ghostbusters logo on them is it true or did i hear this anywhere or make this up that um some people actually brought those t-shirts they had seen the logo like as the movie was being made, so they went and, and made these T-shirts. Just brought them to the set that day. Is that a true story, or am I making that up? Uh, I don't know if you're making it up. I haven't actually heard it before. Uh, my understanding is that a handful were made uh, by the you know for the by the production crew and kind of handed out just as as you know color for the the extras. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, that that would be awesome. I mean, the the first official T-shirts weren't even made by Columbia. They gave the the okie dokie to a pair of guys in, I want to say Pittsburgh, maybe Philadelphia. One of huh. your cities beginning with a P, not Phoenix. <laughs> um, yeah. They, they gave them the okie doke to do the, the official fan club and they made the first merch for Ghostbusters. Wow. Oh, okay. Dude, uh, dude. T-shirts, oh, God, bumper love... stickers. Yeah. Uh, have you ever talked any of them? No, I actually, uh, one of them has disappeared into the void. They were, they were probably, you know, late thirties or whatever at the time. So they're, yeah, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're older gentlemen now. The other one is on Facebook and I did track him down and, you know, kind of gently reached out to him and never got anything back. So, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> I did it. It's done. Whatever. I would love to find the bald guy who's like dancing on top of the car or something like that. You know what I'm talking about? The, the Hare Krishna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, it's just extras like that that I really want to track down and find. I know that the um the guy with the red hair who's jumping around, I can't remember his name. Uh, I can't yeah. either, but he went. He's still in the New York area. He does. Uh, he's a, a makeup artist for television, I believe. Um, he got interviewed by oh some fan somewhere. I can't remember. Dang, it'd be a good one to kick people over to. But uh, yeah, he he stands out, right? It's one of those things where he's so over the top. That they had to, they had to go. There's no way we can't ABR him. Like, yeah, it, it's he is he is so obviously yelling Ghostbusters, all right. We can't not have so the sound Ghostbusters, all right. And so they loop somebody in there for him. The the eye goes to him when he's on screen. You can't help. I mean, I mean, usually they try to tell extras like just kind of downplay it a little bit, kind of you know stand back. But this guy definitely went over the top. But it it's almost like yeah. scene enhancing, really. Yeah, yeah, it's funny that their their characters onto themselves throughout the whole thing. Their extras do not blend well at all. Like they, you could you could create a really serious drinking game of spot the extra in different <laughs> <Yeah>. scenes. <laughs> um, he's one. I mean, he only really shows up at the end, but they move him around. And the same within this shot, you can see the um, the the green haired Mohawk punk which is over at the yes. church at, when they go in and now he's across the street. And again, he's wearing, you know, the, the, the union Jack, uh, 
ripped t-shirt and all that. He just stands out like a sore thumb. There's no way you can't spot him. <laughs> yeah, it, well, that's a great way if you want to, like, get noticed in, as being an extra hat outrageous haircut you know or very bright red hair yeah. so yeah um so you you had some information on like a news crew which i don't know if that's in this minute but it sounded like you it's not it's it's it's, it's in the last it's in the very last minute do you, okay. want, do you well, want me to, to yeah, set please, yeah, please all right so they get in the car they start to back up again same thing it's just you know name credits coming up and um uh john the decure and stuff like that and and they they make their three point they back up and then they turn to drive off towards i guess technically it's towards lincoln center interestingly enough when they make that turn if you watch the film crew they get separated camera ends up on one side and mike ends up on the other and of course it's you know it's 83 so everything's corded and you, you can watch this interesting little uh uh, play uh, carry on where somebody in, in that like because they, they partner all of them you guys are the you, know, you guys are extra stand there and jump around you guys are the cops hope you know act like you're holding everybody back you're the news crew just talking to the mic you point the camera at him you're the producer all this sort of thing and when they get separated you can see that somebody makes a snap decision and goes there's no way we're getting this cord over the gear on the roof of the ecto uh, and of course, it's a big shot. You know, it's a big crowd shot. Nobody wants to spoil it up. So if you watch carefully uh, over the hood of the Ecto, somebody makes the decision of let go of the mic uh, news guy and yanks it out of his hand. So it's <laughs> flying over to the other side of the car. And it's weird because uh, like years of all this action, it just, it kind of gets lost. And then you, you notice it and then you'll never, I, I've spoiled the movie for everybody. It's, it, you'll never not notice it ever again. <laughs> you know, you also said the thing on your, the last episode we had you on for, uh, about like there's an extra who's walking and like right as he's in mid he turns and looks right into the camera i think it's when they're on the college campus or something so now i cannot not look for that so it's <laughs> a lot man uh, sorry <laughs> like i said it's like the extras once, once you identify the extras they'll start popping in at you all yeah. yeah i i think it's more of an enhancement of the film you know you you see it the exactly. first time the magic is there for you 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 can never revisit that again so you have to dissect it and break it down to smaller pieces and watch it again so uh but yeah no that's um, it, you, fin you finished the rack of ribs now you're chewing on the marrow <laughs> <laughs> when we actually record that minute i'm i'm gonna really make sure to watch for it because that's something i've never seen in watching yeah. this movie hundreds of times so of course by, by this, by this point, thing. yeah <laughs> there are all kinds of extras to look at over these closing credits i mean it's i've seen the movie countless times every time i watch it i can find something it's like where's waldo or something mm -hmm. you know there's just yeah. always a little thing to pick out in these uh in all of these wide shots over the over the closing credits and strange anachronisms too like uh ray smoking right like yeah you will not see that in a movie ever again probably <laughs> he's smoking and drinking in the car when winston is driving along he's smoking over a car engine while he's working on it yeah <laughs> he has he has fear of nothing but um yeah little strange things like that stick out like uh, that and then of course uh you know bringing thorazine to a, a first date is also a little bit weird maybe that's something people did and people did in 1984 i don't i don't yeah. know but, uh, uh, all right question where did dana get that robe she's wearing do you think they like just happen to stop by her closet and say, you know what here put this on <laughs> i uh boy no, no answers it's it's, it's yeah, no, there's, there's no answer to that question. It's one of those, <laughs> I, I, um, I, I think it probably came from the same thing. You got the, mushroom, uh, the marshmallow cream in her hair because in the previous scene, you know, she's inside of Zool yeah. when it gets uh, huh. it, calcified. So whenever she's broken out, she doesn't have it in her hair. Then she's down on the street. It is in her hair. Hmm. I mean, the real answer is that was shot in New York. The other stuff was shot on a soundstage. 
six months well, later. Well, you know, so. I, I think the real answer is uh, get out of here with your smart-ass question, Brady. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I think uh, you could make a strong argument that, uh, you know, she's the, uh, the, the button-down, uh, uh, you know, classically trained cellist by day, and she's a you know a Club Fifty Four disco queen by night. <laughs> yeah, and that that's, that was in her closet. That would explain the gold glitter right. uh, eyeshadow yeah. as well. Well, it's it's daytime too, so she had to change back into her day wear. So yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, Chris, we're experiencing a little bit of um, uh, internet lag here on our end, so I think we're probably going to try to go ahead and wrap everything up here before things get much worse. But uh, we wanted sure. to give you the opportunity here before we get. First of all, I want to thank you for coming back on such a great time having you the first time on the show uh, we really appreciate you coming back here to here tonight to talk to us again before the show ended this has been a real fun experience having you yeah and i also want to say chris too like thank you for everything that you've been doing over the years for the ghostbusters community yes um i mean just you know all the way back to when you to when you started the website and everything uh this this has been like the place that i go to keep informed and i think a lot of people do so well much I, I just, i'm just I've, glad you guys are, you're doing this just because like i said it's always fun when somebody else takes a swing at it uh, <laughs> I've yep. been kind of staring yeah. at it so long. It's refreshing that somebody else takes a swing. And I'm just glad you guys, you know, let me come play for a little bit. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, okay. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up here, folks. Uh, th Chris, thank you again so much for coming on. That's uh, in the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad podcast. You can find it wherever premium podcasts are found. iTunes, Overcast, all those places. I listen to it. You should listen to it as well. Uh, it's a fantastic show. And Chris, just one more time. Could you give us out your Twitter handle so people can follow you over there? Uh, sure. At Proton Charging, all one word. And that's awesome. It. Once you find me there, I, it's a whole new world. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, folks. Well, for Chris, for Brady and myself, Kyle, we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at GhostbustersMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at GhostbustersMinute.com, Facebook.com slash GhostbustersMinute, Twitter.com slash GBMinute, and look us up on Instagram at GhostbustersMinute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License. Mm -hmm.